So good afternoon, everybody. Um, my name is Gillian Hepburn. I'm from Schroders, and welcome to the seventh podcast from the Diversity Project. Um, and this is a, the Gender Work Stream, where we explore a range of themes and consider how to encourage women, in particular, to join our industry. However, as I always say, everybody is welcome. Um, all of the previous podcasts are available on the Diversity Project uh, website, but also on Spotify. So feel free to download any of the previous um, sessions. And last month, actually, I had great fun talking to our guests. Uh, we had some women talking about uh, technology careers in particular. Um, but this month, we're continuing to look at how we help people to join the industry, not just women. And we're going to focus on a new initiative that's been launched by the Diversity Project, where 60 partners have come together to launch a really exciting six-month programme to help with financial literacy, application prep, workplace confidence, access to organisations and networking. And I'm joined today by two amazing women who are going to tell us more. So who's in the virtual studio with me today? First of all, I am Rachel Green and also Naz Ukwebu. Um, welcome to both of you. So let's just start by hearing about each of your stories and, and then we'll have a bit of a deep dive into the skills workshop. So Rachel, let's kick off. Um, can you share a bit about your background and how you got involved in the skills workshop? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. So I always uh, joke that I actually have two hats, right? I have a hat that I get paid for and a hat that I don't get paid for. And the hat that I get paid for is actually pretty simple. So I work in the front office role. I work for an asset manager called Nuveen and I work in a firm in an, in an area called institutional sales. And that's a really simple one to explain, right? Because I work in a sales team. We've got products. We sell the product to, um, to people who want to buy the product, right? Um, so I won't really focus on that too much. So um, probably we'll just focus on the other hat that I actually don't get paid for. Um, and that is really to, uh, you know, increase representation across the industry. I'm really passionate about that. But in particular, uh, particular sorry, around uh, social mobility and gender, and to an extent, um, you know, um, encouraging people from the Caribbean to actually join our industry as well. Uh, you can probably tell I have an accent. Um, I grew up in the Caribbean um, on a really, really tiny island called Dominica. It's often confused with Dominican Republic, but they're two different countries. Um, and I actually grew up on a farm and I grew up within my own reality of what I thought was normal, right? You know, my father was an alcoholic and my mother is a victim of domestic violence. Um, and they weren't particularly educated at all. My father didn't actually go to school. Um, and my mother actually just about finished high school, I, I believe, but I was one of three girls, you know, middle child with pure middle child syndrome, honestly. <laughs> and, uh, and there was always a huge expectation to pursue education and really become one of three things, a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. Um, and when I came to this country, I was 17, and I really struggled because I really had very little exposure of the world. I knew I didn't want to become a doctor, and I knew I couldn't become a lawyer, so I just I pursued accountancy. Um, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm absolutely not an accountant, and I absolutely hated it. It absolutely, you know, it just wasn't for me. Um, uh, but nonetheless, you know, that was literally my only, my, my only option, I, I thought at the time. Um, and I spent some time doing audit roles. And, you know, it was then that I started to speak to recruiters. And I met one recruiter and he said, you know, I've got this role. Take a chance. It's a risk. It's in an industry that you've probably never heard of before. The industry is called asset management. Um, and they do things with pensions and investments. And I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard of these things before. <laughs> it's a, it was a risk because it was a 12 month contract. It was a maternity contract. And I was guaranteed to be unemployed after 12 months, right? 
Um, but I took it and it was literally there that I started to get a sense of what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I had an ex one particular experience which I, which I kind of credit to, you know, changing my life and setting myself on the trajectory that I am on today. And whilst I was at that firm, I was really drawn to the loudest area of, of, of the business. And that's often the sales area. Um, and it was there that, um, that I had a, you know, I had a conversation with some of the sales team and one of the guys made a really passing comment and he said, oh, you know, you should work in sales. And that really set the motion, um, set the wheels in motion of where, you know, where I am today. Um, and, you know, to answer your question around the skills workshop, the creation of the skills workshop was really drawn from my own personal experiences. You know, when I was growing up, the emphasis on education, not really knowing how to apply education, you know, what to do with it, you know, the lack of career options that I had and the lack of understanding of how to access these options. Um, you know, and I work right now, I work with a lot of mentees and with a lot of young people. And, you know, if we fast forward 20 years, when, you know, when I came here when I was 17, 20 years later, a lot of young people actually struggle with exactly the same things that I struggled with when I was coming, when I came here. So the Schools Workshop is really hoping to be part of that solution. Brilliant, Rachel. Thank you so much. I, I just absolutely love your, your, first of all, your refreshing honesty, um, but also what an amazing story. It's absolutely, I, I, one of the things I love about doing this podcast is, um, is hearing about how people ended up in our industry and their backgrounds. So um, that was fascinating. I, I loved your middle child analogy. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an eldest child that has, that has completely different connotations. Um, but isn't it so interesting that you know our, our past does shape us, doesn't it? In, yeah. in some respects, it's never what you think, is it? Absolutely. And you know, you, you you had an interesting point as well when you talked about moving into distribution. I, I talk a lot with young people about how your career doesn't always go in a straight line. Yeah, because you know when I joined the industry. Um, I hate to admit, over 30 years ago, I kind of just always assumed that there was a nice straight ladder up the way and I would get somewhere at some point. And actually, it's more like a game of snakes and ladders at times. You know, you go up and then you come back down again and you go left and right. And, and so, you know, very interesting. But also as somebody who also works in distribution, um, I know what you mean about sometimes we are the loudest, but hey, do you know what? It's such good fun. <laughs> so thank you for that. We're going to come back to the skills workshop in a minute or two and talk a bit more about what that is. But Naz, um, over to you. Um, you know, what, what was your background and how did you get involved? Uh, well, I'd say my story is kind of different from Rachel's. So, um, I've, so I've always been an extroverted person and my background is photography. Um, of course, my parents thought I should be doing something more professional, I should be a doctor, I should be maybe an engineer, but I wanted a course that would make me outdoor, and so that's why I chose geography. Um, and regardless of that, I really enjoyed it because it was a lot of field trips, it was a lot of connection, it was a lot of, I'd say just being outdoors, which I actually enjoyed. Um, but after graduating, uh, I got an opportunity in hospitality, which um, I was just, I said, I'm just going to test the waters for a year. And it ended up being seven years. Uh, and after a while, it, I mean, it was amazing. It was an amazing seven years of building relationships, of learning really fast. But at the time I wasn't growing and it felt like I was in my comfort zone. So I told myself, what's the next thing to do? And it was to get an MBA. Um, but while at the MBA, um, I wanted to give my time. I wanted to be generous with my time. And 
um, when I got the opportunity to volunteer for the skills workshop, I jumped in it and it has been amazing. It has been, um, I'd say two months of learning and two months of giving and receiving. So yeah, that's how I am at the skill workshop. Fantastic. And, 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 and another example of how sometimes our, our life doesn't quite go in a straight line and a path, doesn't it? And, and having the opportunity to try out different things is amazing. Um, and, but also, you know, having a background in geography, who would ever have thought um, that having a background of, in geography might have led you to where you are today? So, and, and that's for me, one of the good things about this podcast, it's about the young people that are listening that are maybe at university at the moment thinking, I'm actually not doing a degree that's in any way relevant to financial services. Well, interestingly, you know, I have an English degree and often I thought, how on earth did I end up in a career where people think it's about maths and economics? So you're a great example of you don't need certain qualifications to get into this industry. Um, so with that in mind, Rachel, go tell us a bit, a bit more about the workshops and, and what exactly are we trying to achieve? Yeah, I think, you know, I think you, you kind of touched on it, right? And, you know, just hearing the, the differences between mine and Nazi's um, backgrounds, you know, first and foremost, I think the workshops are really trying to touch people who just haven't considered a career within our industry because of lack of exposure, you know, maybe lack of confidence because maybe they, they feel like they, they won't fit in um, or just lack of understanding of the variety of roles that are actually available, right? I think, you mm. know, a lot of people don't realize is, you know, if you came from a traditional background where you studied law or accountancy, for example, you absolutely could, you know, join our industry working in these fields. Um, or if you're a really introverted person like myself, you could work in sales. You probably don't realize, but I'm actually really, really introverted. So, you know, there's a lot of perceptions around, um, around the type of roles with in the industry but you know ultimately the skills workshop is really about providing options right i think you know first and foremost we think we forget that the industry um you know we work on behalf of millions and millions of people around the world and you know we manage money on behalf of the public and i think our industry you know sometimes we do really struggle with groupthink. you know if we're educated all in the same way and we all have the same life experiences we all socialize with the same types of people essentially we all think the same way, right? And as a business, that's really dangerous because you, know, you can't challenge and you can't plan for a variety of different scenarios because you just don't see them. Um, you know, I think a, a huge part of my success is because I came from a different country and I think very, very differently to the people um, that I'm surrounded by um, and I'm able to challenge and able to provide solutions, you know, to things that are often overlooked. So the Skills Workshop really um, encourages young people from a variety of different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different ways of schooling, different um, socioeconomic backgrounds as well, you know, just to help to pro provide access to an industry that, in my opinion, really needs that diversity of thought to continue to evolve so that we can continue to remain relevant really. Yeah I absolutely agree there and, I, and I, I do like the fact that we've mentioned the customer here because um, you know the customer has got to be at the heart of everything that we do and I do think sometimes um, it's, it's very easy in an industry where we are focusing on um, you know, what's happening in markets and how we're all reacting to it that, that actually this is simply about um, managing, managing people's money and, and it's really important to them. And actually, we have almost um, a privileged position to be able to do that and to help people. Um, so some really interesting points there. But, um, but clearly, the Skills Workshop is um, an amazing or giving people an amazing opportunity to try and enter our industry, but to understand it from um, you know, a, a more wider standpoint. You know, what is our industry about? Um, and it's not just often, I, I think, 
there's a perception it's just about you know buying and selling um, and it's all you know fast and furious and, and actually there's so many different facets to our industry which we've also talked about in some of the other podcasts so um so I, I just love all of that Naz you're both um, a volunteer and an attendee at, at some of the um, workshops you know what, what's your view on this I'd say so I'd speak as a volunteer I'd say as a volunteer and experiencing a sense, a sense of fulfillment, knowing that I'm a part of a project making a difference and helping people advance in their career, as well as pushing the overall diversity and inclusion agenda. And I'd say as an attendee, um, most of the knowledge and insights from the skills workshop takes years to cultivate or even be aware of. Um, however, I'm learning that, I'm learning what it takes to build a successful career in asset management within a space of six months so I'd say that is amazing and just I'd say just to share knowledge that is being shared like I would I wouldn't learn that anywhere so I'd say that it's a balance of both worlds fulfillment and knowledge brilliant and I, and I think that's what um, what I'm finding in the industry is there are so many people that are really prepared to take time and and share their knowledge and, and, and their skills. And um, Ra- Rachel, what sort of areas of the workshops focused on today, it's more specifically? Yeah, so um, the overall aim of the skills workshop is to actually try to increase application success, right? So we want students to be as prepared as possible when they go through the application process. Um, and interestingly, last year we had a number of initiatives that were actually um, launched by the industry, um, with the industry, for less advantaged young people. And, you know, I think. Uh, obviously, I think that we need to do more um, as an industry, but there are two experiences that really help to define the curriculum of the skills workshop. So on one hand, we had employers saying, you know, I really, really want to help. I really want to help these young people. But, you know, they don't really know what we do as an industry. They can't arti- articulate their, their motivations for joining. Or, you know, my favorite one is they're not polished, which really is so, such a horrible thing to say. Because um, in my mind, it means you're not blush, but there we go. Um, <laughs> and on the other hand, we had the experiences of the students, right, where, you know, they've had and they've gone through an unsuccessful process and they think, uh, actually, I wasn't very prepared and I, I had a really bad experience. Um, so I don't think the industry is for me and completely dismissing it. So there's obviously a gap between the employer's expectations and the student's expectations, right? So the skills workshop is really here to help to bridge that gap. Um, so as I said, all of our sessions are really working towards application season, and that starts at the end of August. So we're kind of working back. We're very practical people. Um, yeah. And we launched on the 4th of June. Yes, 4th of June. Um, we've had about five or six sessions so far. Um, and, you know, all of these sessions have really been focused around, you know, what is the industry? How does it differ from investment banking? Because a lot of people kind of put us into this finance bucket, right? You know, what do we do? You know, what types of roles can you do within the industry? Um, and then we build on that and we talk about the different types of asset classes that they are. Um, and we're also working with students with softer skills, right? You know, workplace confidence, simple things like what do you wear to an interview? How do you present yourself? You know, how yeah. do you demonstrate confidence? Um, you know, all of these things will help to build the foundation. Um, so that we can help students to actually achieve application success as they go through the process. But coming up in August, we've got CV and application prep. And then in September and October, we actually have 43 virtual career spheres. So they are wow. going to be absolutely crucial 
um, to to you know students get an insight into how the the individual employees think about assessment assessment centers and how they can navigate that assessment center. It's a very ambitious program, but you know we we don't do things in halves over here. So <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I really love the fact actually that you're thinking about both ends here. So not just the students that are applying, but also um, can we help to educate the employers as well um, and, and, and kind of work together. So you're almost like in the middle of all of this, aren't you, in terms of, of, of what you're aiming to achieve. But I mean, the application process, I'm sure can be really quite daunting for some people because no longer is it just putting in a CV and, and having an interview, is it? Exactly. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, and I think this is where the career spheres in September and October will really help because each organization will have a different way of assessing. And, you know, as an attendee, if you're a student and you have insight into the way that this organization um, actually interviews and assesses, then you can skew your application towards the way that they that, that they think. Right. And that sure. will obviously mean that you've got a bit of more of an advantage over somebody else who hasn't attended. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I guess some of these, um, you know, events where the um, the kind of workshop almost scenarios that some recruiters or some businesses use, they can be quite daunting as well, can't they? In terms of, um, it's almost a bit like The Apprentice, isn't it? <laughs> Dare I say. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. So, you know, preparing people for some of that and how that's going to feel is really, is really important. So, um, mm -hmm. so that's fascinating in terms of, of, of what you're doing in the area. So it's, it's not just about get, get a good CV and how to behave at an interview and, and even things like dressing for interview, um, you know, important yep. as well. And it's all about um, a combination of everything about the person. Yeah, exactly. Um, Naz, for, for you, what do you think have been some of the areas that have been really helpful so far? I'd say that it's it's difficult to separate the when I say the hard skills from the soft skills. So I'd say mm -hmm. it's difficult to separate the the financial skills from the social skills during the workshop because um, it's that combination that builds um, what I would call commercial awareness. And commercial awareness is really important in an industry like financial industry. So it's hard to separate it. So I'd say both areas go both area goes hand in hand so yeah it's hard to separate it <laughs> it's excellent so, so Rachel going back to you know who can sign up for this is it just is it just um students and do you have to have any specific qualifications or do you have to be uh, unlike me under the age of 20 how, how does it work I think un un unlike us, Gillian, I'm a lot older right. than I look. <laughs> well, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> um, uh, to answer your question, absolutely anyone can sign up. Um, you know, we've had thousands and thousands of people join us uh, over the last month or so from across the globe, actually. Wow. And there is absolutely no qualification criteria, no age, no ethnicity, nothing. You know, we really focus on access. We focus on improving social mobility. Um, and, you know, for us, we really trust our students to come to the sessions that they really feel they need to right so some sure. students have reached out and said that they've applied to every single one of the uh, of the sessions which is fantastic <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that um, and others who might already know the industry let's say they've done an investment management um, sure. course or like they've done economics or whatever or, or they've had yeah. some exposure they will join us a little bit later right so we trust our students sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I want to be able to plant a seed in someone's head, right? I want to be able to provide them options. You know, if you join yes. a, a, work, a workshop and let's say you join and you were kind of on the fence and then it's yeah. only after you're hearing 
somebody's experienced and you feel oh you know I really resonate with that person and I see this as an option then then that's fine or maybe on the other hand you join and then you say "Mm, actually looking at my choices looking at my options it might not be something that I want to do I might want to you know focus on something else Um, and that's perfectly fine as well but you know most importantly we want young people to have choice right options and choice is really important Um, and you know how how can you actually sign up so I think I saw something in the chat with the link to the website so by all means sign up to as many you can sign up to as many as you want no problem we are here to help Um, or if you're on LinkedIn you can all our programs also listed on the skills workshops LinkedIn page as well Perfect. Great advert there. Thank you. In terms of how to sign up. Um, you, can say, you can tell we all work in sales, right? Yeah. <laughs> great. This is what it's I all pop, about. I popped it in the, the chat quickly. Yeah, and, and by the signs of it then, um, Rachel, people don't need to attend all of the workshops. It's not like oh. a series. You can kind of dip in and out depending absolutely. on where you absolutely. might think you might want a bit of help. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. you know, the, the, the workshops are all hosted by volunteers, right? And all these volunteers are sharing their own personal experiences. And honestly, I've joined almost all of them and they are so helpful. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this person's story or their experience or the, mm. the stuff that they've got. So yeah, really, really, really inspiring actually, really inspiring. Fantastic. It just sounds like such a good initiative. It really does. Matt Naz, where are you in terms of your journey on maybe joining the asset management industry, financial uh, services? Um, okay, so I, I always <laughs> refer to myself as a creative thinker with commercial <laughs> acumen <laughs> um, and I enjoyed designing exceptional customer experiences and building relationships. So currently I'm, I'm learning and exploring the roles in asset management to be sure where my skills can be transferred. Um, sure. And because at the end of my program, I really, I want, I want a role where I would love what I do and do what I love. So right now I'm exploring roles and researching and I'm attending the workshop to know what the industry is actually about. Perfect. Perfect. So we've not managed to put you off yet then? No, no, no. It'll, it'll, take, it'll take a lot to put me off. <laughs> That's good because I mean one, one of the things I'm always keen to get across to people is um, the industry has just changed massively in the last sort of 20-30 years and, and and, and probably there's a number of reasons for that, isn't there? You know, things like technology, for example, just makes us more accessible to people in terms of, particularly in terms of investing and saving, um, but also in terms of, you know, education and things like understanding some of the themes like sustainability, for example. So there's just loads of ways that people can get in, involved. Um, you know, the, at the last podcast, we did talk about women with technology qualifications who'd never really considered coming into our industry because they just didn't think there was a place. So I think one of the things I'm always keen to get across is we just want such a broad range of, of people joining us. And, and again, and we have to reflect our customers at the end of the day. You know, that, that's what it's about. Um, Ra- Rachel, how do you think the skills workshops have contributed towards the DNI agenda? I've, I've touched on it before, right? Um, you know, yeah. there's there's such a huge umbrella in terms of what we're trying to increase. So ultimately, we're trying to increase social mobility. We're trying to give options and provide people with choice. Um, but one of the things that we're mostly trying to do is increase representation, right? And we're yeah. trying to pre- provide uh, to prevent, sorry, groupthink and, and and increase diversity of thought. And you know, the fact that the the skills workshop is open to absolutely everyone from different countries, different ideas, different um, different backgrounds, it really helps to 
you know, to increase that diversity of thought because you've got people coming in who have never really thought about um, a career within our industry. And maybe they, yeah. maybe they studied history, maybe they studied Latin, maybe they studied geography mm. like Naz, right? But it is an option. And what you're getting is that really, really nice medley actually of people coming together just to help to solve issues that the industry are facing. So I yeah. think it, ha- it, it definitely does contribute. Um, it contributes in a number of ways. And yeah. you know, most importantly, I think it's, it's all about making sure that the industry is going to be here for a long time because we can evolve. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you kind of mentioned that we're almost in application season now, aren't we? Or about to hit it. Um, yes. But presumably, or what's the longer term plans? Will the, will the workshops continue after application season? What, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, so I mean, it's an extremely ambitious program. It's six months of our lives where we're we're doing two jobs at the same time, right? Yeah. So yeah. The, the intention is that, you know, this is obviously the first year, it's the pilot year. We've had so yes. much support. It's been amazing. The intention is that we, the Schools Workshop is a funnel for um, initiatives like, you know, for example, 10,000 Black Interns where they, where they, um, where they they put the the talent where they bring the talent and the the organizations together so at, at we're, you know, we're not thinking that we are going to be providing jobs for students what we want to do is that we want to help them to get to the next stage which is the application stage um we do hope to come back next year um we've already been talking about it it's it's unlikely that we won't come back we definitely um you know that's a conversation um but ultimately we just want to help the next cohort of the workforce to be as educated as ready as possible as prepared as possible um ultimately that's that's really the aim really. Yeah, well it, it sounds like you're doing an amazing job of achieving those objectives and it, it does sound like that not coming back next year is not an option by the signs of it <laughs> yes indeed um, <laughs> so we, we've just got a few minutes left of this podcast i've absolutely loved it um i, I just think what's happening with skills workshop is an amazing initiative um and and hopefully people on the call will either be taking part or or even want to take part as a volunteer. Um, and I'm sure, Rachel, you'll welcome anybody with open arms, given that it sounds like you've got such a lot of work to do. So it's, it's amazing. Um, just, just, <laughs> <laughs> just before we close off, um, I'm just going to ask, do you have one message for the audience that are listening to us today? Um, Naz, do you want to start? Um, I'd say... Uh... Hmm. I'll say stay curious, stay open-minded, and of course, I can't overemphasize relationship building. I believe it's called networking. So every time uh, Kara's say networking, networking, but I call it relationship building because it's just not about networking. It's just about building that relationship. So yes, stay curious, stay open-minded, and build relationships. Fantastic. And, and you're right, networking is really crucial as well, isn't it? Um, and I'm you know, certainly involved in a number of projects on that one. I always say to people joining our industry, start to build your network from day one. Yeah. Um, and stay curious because, um, you know, it's, it's really important. Never feel afraid to ask questions because in my view, there's no daft questions in this industry. Um, Ra- Rachel, what about you? What's your one last message before we close? So I'm just going to say that Naz absolutely stole mine because she gave three ideas <laughs> instead of the one. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell that we don't, we don't hear <laughs> Gosh, Naz, shame on Legal. you. Um, 
we I don't rehearse this bit. <laughs> I'll actually build on keeping an open mind, actually, because, yeah. you know, I think people come in with a preconceived idea of what a Korean finance, and I say finance in quotes, right, looks like, yeah. you know, what people speak like when they're in finance, what type of background they come from. And, you know, hopefully my story will help to kind of dispel any myths about whether you can actually fit in and whether they're actually people like you. Um, so, you know, if you have any doubts, you know, by all means, connect with me on LinkedIn, tell me your story, and I guarantee you that I will connect you with someone who you can relate to. If it's not me, I'll take it as a personal challenge. But most importantly, keep an open mind and actually maintain a growth mindset. That's so important. You know, a lot of people have a fixed mindset where they say, these are all the skills that I have. This is what I can do. And that's it. But actually, if you step outside of your comfort zone, you're going to realize that you can do so much more than you ever even imagined. And, you know, that in itself is such a powerful journey that you will go on. And um, I'm getting goosebumps here just thinking about it because I remember my own journey, but definitely growth mindset and open-minded. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right there. It's And for me, Mm -hmm. it's always about, you know, do do you know what? Just be a little bit brave. Yeah. Yeah. Be brave and be open-minded. And um, and you just never know, do you? Yeah. Exactly. Good good things can happen. What is it? Fortune favors the brave. Um, So... All that's left for me to say with a couple of minutes to go is thank you so much to um, our two guests today. It's just been amazing speaking to you. Um, And I'm so looking forward to hearing about um, the Skills Workshop and also hearing about the new people that will be joining our industry as a result of it, because I think that's fantastic too. Um, And for more more information on it, obviously head over to the website and you'll, you'll get all of the information there. Um, and also, if you do want to volunteer, Rachel will welcome you with open arms. So again, do get in touch, get in touch with any of us via LinkedIn or the website. So, um, but thanks also to you today for listening. Um, hopefully this, is, this will help to encourage more young people to, um, to join up to the, both the Skills Workshop and then to head into our industry. Um, but do join us next month where we're going to be talking about flexible working. I did some speed networking with some children um, a couple of years ago um, at a school. It was really interesting. And one of the questions I was continually asked was, was I stressed? Now, there you go. It was it was actually a sobering thought. It appeared that there was a view from these school kids that um, those of us who work in the industry work long hours, no breaks and have very little work-life balance. So does this put people off joining us as an industry? Um, so we're going to ha- we're going to talk about this. I, I think it's a fascinating topic. We're going to address it in the next podcast. So do join us um, on the twenty seventh of August. If you are having a break in the sun, then you can get any of these um, on download whilst you're um, lying out in the sun, uh, looking for something to listen to. Get on the website and listen to the podcast. But until next time, enjoy your summer, and we'll speak very soon. Thank you.